Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. We just got news that the Ninth Circuit has decided the case before it on the Trump travel ban, and it has ruled against President Trump's revised travel ban. We're going to take a look at the reasons now with Bloomberg News legal reporters Eric Larson, who's in our studio in New York, and Kartike Marotra, who is in San Francisco. So, Eric, start with the, the basic reason why the Ninth Circuit rejected the second travel ban. Uh, well, the, the court ruled this time around that the executive order uh, violated U.S. immigration law by uh, making decisions based on nationality, which Congress uh, specifically prohibited. And uh, that that's different from the Fourth Circuit's determination that it was really religious discrimination. So it, the effect is the same, but the reasons are, are different, which is interesting. Court, court K, was there any language in the opinion that struck you? Well, yeah, they, uh, the refugees' language was, was noteworthy. They um, spoke specifically to whether the president actually had sufficient findings to, uh, to invoke the travel ban. It said the president must make a sufficient finding that the entry of these classes of people would be detrimental to the interests of the United States, uh, which, which is certainly noteworthy and was part of their argument in, in the Ninth Circuit, but uh, the court didn't buy it. And, Eric, did they, in the Ninth Circuit, did they use any of his language from, you know, from outside the briefs itself, his language on the campaign trail or his right, language, right. what he called it in his tweets? Yeah, it was very interesting. I, I looked through uh, expecting to see some of that, and I didn't. Um, perhaps I might have missed some. I don't think so. But there was no reference to uh, uh his call for a total shutdown on Muslims and reference to the Muslim ban. Um, there was also no reference to comments made by his surrogates on the campaign trail, which were highlighted in the Fourth Circuit's ruling, such as comments made by former Mayor Rudy Giuliani. Um, those, those were missing. So it really did focus uh, entirely on the, the U.S. immigration law and the simple, uh, fairly straightforward assertion in that law that there can't be decisions based on, on uh, nationality. Karke, let's talk a little bit more about um, the Fourth Circuit and how this decision differs from the Fourth Circuit in reasoning, if, if not in outcome. Right. Uh, the, that Virginia-based court uh, focused on, on what Eric was talking about, the, uh, the motivation of the travel ban. Here, in this opinion, uh, the court said that the order is flawed because, again, it didn't explain why permitting entry of the national chunk of six, six countries um, would uh, be harmful at all. Uh, it's, it's a new uh, way of looking at this. As, as Eric said, uh, it's another argument that, uh, that the Trump administration will have to battle uh, at the Supreme Court. So, Eric, what's the significance? You have two appeals courts on opposite sides of the country, and the Ninth Circuit uh, certainly 
President Trump has criticized the Ninth Circuit as being liberal. Um, so you have two circuits saying the same thing about this travel ban. What's the significance of that? Uh, well, the significance, uh, I, I suppose, is that anytime you have two appeals courts coming to the same conclusion, even if it is through different reasoning, um, that it does make uh, the case difficult uh, to overcome potentially. But uh, uh, but the Fourth Circuit is also, you could say, liberal as well. I mean, the it was the ruling was. Uh, 10 to 13 on party lines for the most part. And a lot of those uh, judges that were ruled against Trump uh, were appointed by Clinton and Obama. So it, it, it remains to be seen what another appeals court might say on this, but I don't know if we'll ever get the chance to find out. <laughs> so, well, Cartier, this is before the Supreme Court. And first of all, let's, let's talk about the fact that usually when two circuit courts are in agreement, the Supreme Court doesn't take the case, but this is mm -hmm. a different situation. I mean, it's just so politically sensitive. And um, as I, I was just speaking to our Supreme Court reporter who, who said that, you know, ultimately the Supreme Court may want to take the responsibility of determining whether the president's executive order should be knocked down or not, that they don't want to leave it up to a district court or uh, uh, an appellate court to make that final call to be the final voice. So uh, although we have two similar rulings in their actions from the appellate court, the Supreme Court may may ultimately decide that this issue is just too important to uh, not weigh in on. Eric, what do you think, because the Trump administration has placed so much on this travel ban, I mean, it's it, from the very beginning, it's it's placed so much effort on the travel ban, so, so many lawyers, so many courts and revisions. And then you had Trump criticizing his own Justice Department about how they handled it at the Supreme Court. Uh, is the Supreme Court likely to take it? Oh, I, I wish I knew, but it seems like if they did, um, based on the different reasoning that it, the travel ban was shot down uh, on the Fourth and, and the Ninth Circuit, there are a variety of ways that they could go about uh, shutting it down themselves, or maybe there's a surprise way that they have to uh, back it legally that we just haven't heard a judge say yet. But um, it's also possible that the case could just be resolved before it ever goes to a trial at the Supreme Court. You never know. He might just drop it and move on. <laughs> really? <laughs> I would think that's the one thing that might not happen <laughs> of all the things that could happen. Cartike, if the argument, if the case does go to the Supreme Court and they take it, what's the basic argument? I think it's the same argument that we've been hearing uh, since late January, that uh, the president has the ultimate power to determine the country's immigration policy and that uh, this is not a religious document. There is no reference to religion here. There is reference to nationality, and it is on that basis which the government has uh, attempted to bar the entry of nationals from the six countries. Uh, I, don't, I don't expect anything new there. It'll be the same argument. We might, they're just hoping that a, a new court may hear it differently. Yeah. Is this a point, Eric, where uh, Justice Gorsuch would really be looked at because he is a Donald Trump appointee and uh, if his decision sways things? Oh, absolutely. I'm sure I'm sure they will be uh, the same way that Roberts was looked at uh, with Obamacare. Uh, uh, several years ago. Um, but it, another point that might be made in a Supreme Court showdown would be uh, that, like Cartier said, that is that is what Trump uh, wants to argue. But there also is the 
the argument that they should look at what's outside the four corners of the executive order, look at his motivation and the things that he said. And the, and the Fourth Circuit really did do that. So it's not even if they strip out all the language about religion, which they did with the revised executive order, the judges knew what had been said before that. And it's a question of how far back they'll go all the way back to the campaign uh, into determining what he what he was getting at. Well, it's going to continue to be a subject that we'll be talking about, uh, certainly until the Supreme Court makes its decision. Thank you both for coming on Bloomberg Law. That's Eric Larson and Carter K. Marotra, both Bloomberg News legal reporters. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.